It is a Wednesday, and that means we have the chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. As always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Get the update on what's happening down in the minor leagues with some individuals and the teams and see how they're faring. And uh, always it's great to catch up with Brian and also talk about what's happening with the Major League Club as well. Hey, Brian, good morning to you. How are things going? Good morning, Dan. It's always a pleasure to talk Cardinals baseball and even more so off of a couple of nice wins. Yeah, really good wins for the Cardinals. So they have won the series against the Giants. Giants have only dropped now after last night two home series this year. They came into the series with the best record in uh, Major League Baseball with a lineup that they just kind of mix and match in. They do have three all-stars, and there's some big names, don't get me wrong, but there's also some non-household names. So they're an interesting team, a fun team to watch. They pitch well on both ends, starting and relieving. So I I look at the entirety of the road trip, even though you dropped three or four against Colorado, you've won two now against uh, the Giants. It's been, if you're a baseball fan, these have been nail biters. This, this has been entertaining baseball. Yes, you're right, Dan. And I think the formula, the Cardinals are back to the formula that they built this team around, which was uh, strong pitching and solid defense. We've seen the starting rotation stabilize. Granted, there's a major question about uh, Carlos Martinez and his hand, but overall the rotation has pitched much better. And the bullpen, some of the unheralded guys are starting to step up and, and pitch well. And so it's not just a, a Cabrera-Gallegos-Reyes show. And the Cardinals really need that. And, of course, the offense has been scoring enough runs to to win the games. Yeah, Miller will uh, – or, excuse me, Martinez uh, will throw a side today. And he is scheduled to go uh, Friday after the off day tomorrow at Wrigley Field. But they're throwing strikes. And that's what we talked about. When they were at the halfway point of the season – collectively this team was on pace to to walk uh 700 batters and as you know brian that is not sustainable clearly so uh the formula is if you pitch well you got a chance to win and that's what they're doing like you said they're, they're pitching fairly well they're getting some timely hitting and uh this is more indicative i think of the team that we all expected that's right and now that we're into the official second half of the season you know it's time to really step up and put together a, a positive stretch just as they had that negative stretch because we saw, you know, we've seen the Milwaukee Brewers do just that and, you know, start to pull away in the division as a result. That's why I'm happy about the wild card. I don't know about you, but I love the wild card. It gives uh, teams a chance to hang in it and keep the fan bases engaged. And that certainly will be the case potentially here with the Cardinals. And, and it also gives teams hope that they can go out into the trade market and make a few moves that will improve their lot enough that they can reach the playoffs. Whereas, you know, if you're looking in your eight or nine, 10 games out at the all-star break and with no wild cards, you know, you're thinking, wow, you know, should I really throw good money after bad on a, you know, the low odds that I can make the playoffs. But now, you know, there's, there's, I, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six, at least six teams in the national league that are close to a 500 record that would be these clubs competing for the for the last wild card right now. Absolutely. Um, how cool is it for you as a guy that's covered the minor leagues for a long time to see Alex Reyes with everything he's been through, named to the the National League All Star team, both on the the personal side and just watching his growth as a uh, professional baseball player. Alex Reyes has always been a a, a really a mild mannered guy. You know, we had he had the incident where he was so frustrated he, he punched a wall and, and broke his hand. But really, Alex Reyes has been a a pretty you know internally focused, even keel guy. 
You don't see a lot of showboating. You don't see a lot. You see a guy that wants to go out and pitch and get the job done. And uh, it's been documented the hardships that he's had personally and professionally. And, you know, still a young man, but has able to, you know, persevere and come back and not only stabilize that closer's role, but also, you know, be very, very successful for the Cardinals when called upon in the ninth inning. It'll be an interesting question to see if they continue to build up his innings and give him that coveted chance that, that he wants to, to, to start. And he'll only be 27 next season. And Alex Reyes has said from the day that he was signed as an international free agent back in 2012 that he wants to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues. And I believe that he has shown so far that he can stay healthy and he deserves that shot next year, in my opinion. But obviously there's a lot of baseball to be played between now and 2022. No question. Um, let's talk a little bit about your players and pitcher of the month. So who do you have for the month of June as we now turn the calendar into July? Well, the player of the month was an easy decision, and we, the Cardinal Nation and the Cardinals organization, agreed that um, 19-year-old Jordan Walker, who hit the ball for average and power, was the clear player of the month across the system in June. He spent almost the entire month uh, in uh, low A uh, Palm Beach, but then earned a promotion up to uh, high A Palm Beach as the month ended. And he, you know, batted 390 on base 457 OPS 1169 just a, a tremendous you know tremendous um uh showing for young Jordan Walker in his first season as a professional but I think as I've probably mentioned before the fact that he can keep his walks high uh, roughly equal to his strikeouts for the season you know shows that the young man's just not swinging for the fences but he has the discipline necessary to continue to advance and He's also uh, performed very well in his first week or so now with the Peoria Chiefs. And how about your uh, pitcher of the month? Well, the Cardinals organization uh, selected Matthew Libertor, and you certainly can't argue with the results that Matthew Libertor uh, had with Memphis. Uh, he certainly put himself in the, in the derby to be considered to join St. Louis later in the year. Uh, we picked reliever Roel Ramirez, who... Uh, right after we did that, he came up to St. Louis and, and had a sort of a disastrous outing and, and got sent back down when another uh, when uh, uh, Miller was brought in. But um, Matthew Libertor uh, pitched last night and uh, got lit up, gave up 14 hits in four and two thirds innings. So, you know, it's still trials and tribulations for Matthew Libertor uh, in his first shot at AAA after having pitched at Class A, low Class A in 2019. Uh, the other piece of news on Libertor, there was some question as to whether he would be allowed to participate in the Olympic Games in Tokyo later this month. The Cardinals have decided against that. He's going to stay home, and instead, uh, pitcher um, Brandon Dixon will be going to the Olympics. Now, uh, both Libertor and Nolan Gorman will be playing in the MLB Futures game uh, this coming Sunday. So, well, hopefully they'll both play. Uh, but they've been invited to participate in that event that will be uh, on national TV. We've seen the promotion of some third basemen with the St. Louis Cardinals in their organization. Right, yes. all The, the three top prospect third basemen all moved at the same time about 10 days ago. And as we talked about um, already, uh, Jordan Walker has already you know shown that he's looks like he's going to be able to handle that move up. Correspondingly then, Malcolm Nunez, just 20 years old, um, was given the call to move up from Peoria to Springfield. And Nunez is an interesting guy, a little bit of a, a large body guy, kind of looks like a Terry Pendleton a little bit at third base um, in terms of his build. Um, Nunez hasn't showed a lot of power, but in his first uh, period at Springfield, 
uh, is starting to, it looks like maybe that part of his game is expanding. He hit a big home run last night, had three hits. So Malcolm Nunez is adjusting well to double A. Then, of course, the third is uh, the gentleman I mentioned already, which is the top pitching, excuse me, the top hitting prospect in the system, and that's Nolan Gorman. And Gorman moved up from double A to triple A Memphis, and he is, uh, you know, experiencing the early uh, growing pains of facing that triple A pitching. He has three hits and 24 at bats for Memphis, all singles. So, you know, he's acclimating to uh, the triple A play, and, and, you know, nobody's expecting Nolan Gorman to come up and be an impact player with St. Louis this year, but. The good news is he has the months of July, August, and September to uh, work his way up to being able to play solidly at the AAA level. And if things go well, then he'll be in the picture uh, to come to camp to compete for a job with St. Louis next spring. What about uh, a couple guys I want to ask you about before we wrap it up? But uh, Yvonne Herrera, who is a top catching prospect uh, in baseball and in the Cardinals organization, haven't heard a lot about him this summer. What's he doing? Um, Yvonne Herrera's had a, had a mixed bag season with uh, Springfield. He moved up again. This was his first opportunity to play at double A. Um, and he has not hit for average well at all, only batting about 225. But he has shown maturity at the plate in terms of taking walks, uh, 38 walks in 47 games. So his on-base percentage is a solid 375. The power hasn't come through yet. Uh, he's, his OPS is 700, which is, is good but not great. Uh, and defensively, he continues to gain experience and grow behind the plate. So, you know, unlike Gorman, who really, you know, knocked the ball literally <laughs> out of the park in double A, it looks like Herrera is going to need a little more time. Um, not Nothing to be concerned about, but he just hasn't moved ahead quite as quickly. Struck out about a third of the time. So, you know, he's got some things to work on, Ivan Herrera, offensively before he'll be ready to move up. Another top prospect, at least, was listed for a while because he was a top draft pick was Delvin Perez, uh, an on-base streak that was on the rise for a bit. Yeah, Delvin Perez. And, you know, it, a hitting streak is, is cool, but an on-base uh, streak, especially for a guy like Delvin Perez, who's been asked to, you know, make himself a, a leadoff hitter, uh, is really, really impressive. And, you know, Perez has done a good job this year of actually not only hitting for average, he's hitting close to 300 at double A Springfield, but Perez has also drawn, drawn a number of walks. And so his on-base percentage is a solid 356. And that's the best on-base percentage Delvin Perez has had in his entire career. You know, so we're starting to see progress from Perez, you know, at the age of 22, uh, still young player in terms of age, but, you know, has been in the system since 2016. Also, the other part of Perez's game that's that's caught my eye, caught everyone's eye, is that he's starting to hit for extra base some too. He's got 11 extra base hits, including four home runs. And, uh, you know, that that is um, twice as many home runs as Delvin Perez had in his four years prior to that. He only had two home runs in his whole career prior to this year. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying Delvin Perez is going to become a, you know, a home run hitter like Paul DeYoung, but what we're seeing is a guy whose offensive game is starting to balance itself out well, and he is looking more and more like a guy who will probably get added to the 40-man roster this winter rather than risk losing him uh, in the Rule 5 draft. Still probably a year at least away from St. Louis, but it's encouraging to see that maybe Delvin Perez has finally turned the corner. And finally, Brian, what are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, we, as you mentioned, we have stories up on the players and the pitchers of the month, details not only about the winners, but the players who also had good months but fell a little short. We continue to have our weekly team reports uh, up 
uh, one day a week on each of the minor league affiliates in depth from our local reporters. And that now includes our Florida Complex League, the former Gulf Coast League. Our reporter there put up his first uh, report on what he's seeing on the backfields in uh, in Jupiter. Hopefully they'll be able to continue to find a way to play down in the, down in the uh, Florida for the Florida teams, given you know the hurricane coming. But we continue to provide uh, in-depth daily coverage on the Cardinal minor league system, multiple articles every day, um, news and commentary both. Awesome stuff, as always, Brian. And uh, we'll uh, catch up during the All-Star break uh, next week. And looking forward to that little break for the Cardinals. And then the second half, it'll be a race to the finish. But always great to visit with you at thecardinalnation.com. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, Dan. And for our readers and for anybody out there, the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide for 2021, uh, over 250 pages, is uh, my last set of books are on sale for 10% off. So come by the site, uh, get your copy before they're gone. I would do that uh, immediately because I've used it the entire season. And that is the prospect guide, the best that's out there on the St. Louis Cardinals at thecardinalnation.com. That's Brian Walton. We're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. And we'll do this uh, next Wednesday with Brian. We do it every Wednesday on Scoops with DannyMac.com.